Hello and welcome to the Cycling Industry News podcast. This month, I'm joined by Jos Sleismans. Did I get that right, Jos? Yeah, very good. Very good. Amazing. Very okay. Good. Well, we're going to talk about freight bikes, and it turns out this is your whole world. You run a freight bike festival. Um, you're a bit of an expert. So before I get into that, I just wanted to look at what freight bikes are and the history of, of freight bikes or cargo bikes as well. Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds very good. And uh, well, first, let me <laughs> tell you that very nice. Uh, uh, thank you for for the invitation for having me here. And uh, yeah, and I'll uh, I'll be happy to uh, to talk uh, about uh, about freight bikes, as you say. We, I usually say cargo bikes, but yep. there are different ways of uh, yeah. of, of saying it. So you've jo- you're joining us from the Netherlands, which is obviously okay. the home of cycling, the home of cargo bikes. And it's quite historical, isn't it, in the Netherlands, as well as other parts of Europe, to be carrying large loads on cargo bikes? Well, yeah. And, you know, when, in, in, the, in, in the 40s and 50s, it was quite, quite normal to, uh, to, to do things with, uh, with cargo bikes. Uh, actually, I think the, 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 the history of the, of the cargo bike goes mainly back to, to England. Mm-hmm. That's where uh, the whole bike industry actually started, but uh, but also the cargo bike industry. And then you have to think about you know like the bakery, the the butcher, the the milkman, people like that. They uh, they delivered everything by cargo bike. Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly the butcher's bike is iconic in Britain. Yeah. Um, but these big backfiets that we see in in Belgium and Holland and also very popular in Denmark, that was something that seemed to develop through the 20th century where it didn't in other European countries. No, no, that, 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 that's right. It's, um, uh, well, it has to do of course also with the, with the, with the, with the, with the regular cycling, uh, industry and use of, of, of bikes in, in everyday life. Like, you know, in the, in the Netherlands, it was starting in the, in the seventies, uh, where, uh, people uh, kind of reconquered the streets from the car. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think the same thing happened more or less in in, in Denmark, or at least in, in Copenhagen. And uh, from there, then uh, uh, some people, some families also want to carry their kids uh, by cargo bike. I think that that was the first uh, impulse to, to have cargo bikes. In, in the Netherlands, it was... More or less in the in the nineties, that um, um, yeah, the, the first cargo bikes for carrying kids, uh, um, mm. you could see them in the streets, and um, and later on, well, actually, I think you know when when I started, uh, I I started uh, in two thousand four, a bike messengers company, and then it was not very. Uh, not many bike messengers used cargo bikes, but I thought it was was very, uh, uh, yeah, very comfortable to to ride a cargo bike when you had to carry carry a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's right. So, is this where uh, your company Fietsdiensten.nl came from? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I call it Fietsdiensten.nl. That 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 means like bike services. Yeah, and I choose this name choose this name because. You know, I wanted to do things with bikes, but I wasn't didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I had a lot of ideas what you can do with bikes, and and bike services is a very general name for um, yeah 
anything you can imagine to do with bikes uh, fits in that uh, in that name. Yeah, and certainly, you know, from my observation of the cargo bikes, uh, just like yourself, you know, in the 90s when I started to see, you know, people using cargo bikes and these big cargo bikes. And then the very early 2000s, we saw some quite big names getting into it. So the Mike Burroughs 8 Freight bike was the first. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, yeah. that's the first freight bike that I used. Like I'd done a lot of mobile mechanics with bikes and trailers before then like a lot of 90s mountain bikers i'd used a bob yak you know for touring mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the eight freight was the first one where we used to load up a whole workshop and we'd pedal around oxford fixing yeah. bikes and things um we started to see long tail designs coming mm-hmm. out you know so from the yeah. extra bike that just bolted onto bikes to you know big brands like kona and trek and such doing these long tail bikes and i think the one that did it for me that really changed things uh, was the Larry versus Harry Bullet? Yeah, because we'd use freight bikes um, as cycle systems in London, and this we started in two thousand and seven. And I guess at the time in the UK, anyway, what you had was extra bikes, uh, Christiana freight trikes. There were lots of those. You still see quite a few of those around, and the long johns, and of course, quite quite a few backfits um, bikes with people carrying their kids around. We actually bought a couple of the Danish Long John bikes, and oh my god, they were horrific! You know, three gears, was, coastal yeah, brake, yeah. really Very heavy. heavy. <laughs> yeah, they, they have a different steering uh, for turning left and right. You know, there was no, it yeah, was yeah, yeah, really bad yeah, build. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had to modify them to make them usable, even for London, which isn't a hilly or central London isn't a hilly place. We had to respace the rear end, put in some eight speed hubs. But even then only the strongest and most skilled mechanics could even ride them. Yeah. yeah. So to well, go from that to the Larry versus Harry Bullet, which was aluminium, it rode almost like a normal bike. Yeah. As, as you say, we started to see couriers using them because why ride a fixie with a, a messenger bag when you can just get one of these really guys? Strong yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, qu- quite recently, I, I had contact with uh, with Hans uh, uh, Bullet, mm-hmm. Falk, and uh, I, I think he, he said he did the first uh, the first bullets uh, that were uh, for sale were what was in May two thousand and eight. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that's the, when, when it really started, and and yeah. well after that it uh, it really boomed, and uh, and still you know a lot of uh, the most real bike messengers they ride the bullets a lot, or long johns uh, in, in different ways, <laughs> um, but like many other companies, um, they they uh, yeah there there are so many different cargo bikes on on the market now. It's yeah. uh, it's really uh, you cannot. Uh, uh, there are still favorites, of course. I, I think the Urban Arrow is very much used by by lots of companies mm-hmm. uh, nowadays. Yeah, and, uh, and and many other brands as well. Yeah, there's. I mean, I live in Bern in Switzerland now, and uh, it's a pretty kind of eco-conscious place to be. There's quite a few Urban Arrows just dotted around my street. You know, you see people taking their mm-hmm. kids around and bringing the shopping back. Now. I do remember doing bike mechanics using cargo bikes and sometimes the mechanics would come in and they'd see that they'd have to have some distance to ride. Oh God, we've got to go right across London on one of these. And they'd complain. You know, it's like, I've just, yeah. ridden, I've just ridden to work. Now I've got a ride to Ealing on this. Whereas 
that has completely transformed, hasn't it, with the e-bikes and the e-bike revolution. And almost every cargo bike I see now in Switzerland is an e-bike. Yeah, of course, the e-bike has, has changed a lot. And, and well, especially in Switzerland, of course, because, uh, I mean, people always say, yeah, I mean, the Netherlands is flat, so that's why everybody is cycling. But uh, like Switzerland, it's you, you cannot you cannot say that Switzerland is flat. <laughs> and people are biking quite a lot. But, of course, the electric uh, motors has has helped a lot to uh, to make that possible. Uh, although, you know, in the, in the Netherlands, still the, the big, bike messengers companies, I think they still do like 80-90% of what they are doing is is on regular bikes or yeah. regular cargo bikes without uh, assistance because, uh, you know, when you keep the, the loads uh, up to 80-90 kilos and uh, usually they are strong young people, so they um, that, that that's very, very, uh, well, you, you can still do it. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, good strength training for those of you that are into that sort of thing yeah. as well. And what I find really interesting, especially with the e-bikes, is there's a lot of lines being blurred. Like, say, for example, back in those early 2000s or mid-2000s, a cargo bike was really something you'd buy online, second hands. Like, I remember myself and Ted James, we had to go somewhere really weird to buy our long johns at the mm. farm, and they were they were in pieces, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And or there were specialist people. There, there were specialist shops um, in London mm. selling Christiana bikes and other bikes. Whereas now, what we have, like again, if I look, literally look at my window right now, I can see the Swiss Post Service, and they're whizzing mm. around in these little electric vehicles with trailers. Now they're not e cars. They're not e-bikes because they're not pedaling. They're kind of hybrid electric vehicles. Yeah, yeah, light electric vehicles uh, exactly. in all kinds of ways they happen, yeah. Yeah, so there yeah. seems to be lots and lots of crossovers for private use and for commercial use. And I think for the bike industry, for the guys and girls listening to this podcast, I think they might be thinking, oh, are we going to get left behind here? Is the bike industry just going to get completely superseded with the e-bike market being taken over by the LEV market and the electric uh, car industry? Because, of course, electric cars aren't here to save the planet. They're here to save the car industry. Hmm. Well, well I, I think there will always be people that like to ride a bike. I mean, yeah. there is... There is, there is uh, and there is more to riding a bike than than uh, uh, delivering goods and and and, and, and carrying kids. So uh, uh, it, it's it's very good to see that now. You know, we have been advocating a lot for people to get them out of the car onto the bike, and now it's easier because for a lot of car drivers, the e-bike or e-cargo bike is is really, you know, it's closer to what they are used to and and and, and what they want to use there vehicle for so that's 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 a new group of, of users yeah but then for a lot of other people i mean the joy of riding a bicycle that's you cannot compare that with riding on a four-wheel covered bike-like vehicle yeah yeah definitely and, uh, and i think still there will there will always be people that like you know uh yeah, just just doing it by by your own power and, and 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 enjoying the ride, not as much going necessarily very fast or mm -hmm. with heavy loads, but just the fun of riding a bike is uh, at least for me that that's very important. 
I'd say so. I mean, for myself, whenever I go to a new city, the first thing I want to do is jump on a bike. You yeah. Because that's the freedom of a city. That's how you really get to know somewhere or get a feel of it. Um, so if we look at private use of cargo bikes to start with then, um, probably the most common use of, of cargo bikes that I see both in the UK and here in Europe is definitely child transportation and kind yeah. of doubles up as a shopping vehicle as well. So you drop the kids off at school, you know, pop into me, mm -hmm. get your shopping. And in fact, someone told me about 10, 15 years ago that in the Netherlands, you see queues of parents at the supermarkets on their back for bikes, something we, we couldn't imagine in London at the time. <laughs> Yeah, but what no, of course that that that's that that's the, the, still the the regular use. I think in the Netherlands it's now about you know maybe eighty five ninety percent of the of the cargo bikes is for family use. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, and and not only for carrying kids, but but I I hear a lot of families that that bought the cargo bikes when the kids were uh, small, but now when when they grow up they keep the cargo bike you know just because they're getting used for doing everything with the cargo bike mm. instead of with the car. So it's, uh, uh, you see a lot of people with, uh, you know, with dogs in them that, yeah. that they yeah. <laughs> want to go to, 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 uh, to, uh, nature, you know, uh, the woods or something like that. And, and just carry the, the, the dog in, in, the, in the cargo bike for a while. Yeah, definitely. So there are many different uses. And, uh, yeah, and just I, I just want to pay homage to my old boss um, John from Walton Street Cycles, who's sadly no longer with us. Uh, John was quite famous in Oxford. He looked like a Viking with big long red hair. Mm -hmm. and he used to cycle in quite a long distance, actually, on his freight bike with his big Dalmatian dog in the back. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so rest in yeah. peace, John. So the. Um, the cargo bikes then for private people, especially with the E side of things now, they're not cheap. They've never been cheap. And what we've noticed is, again, I think it's more Europe-led at the moment. I don't think it's that big in the US or even in England, is that rather than just buying an e-bike, there's leasing schemes. So here in Bern, lots and lots of people are leasing. And also, we've got cargo bike sharing schemes now, as mm -hmm. well, which is something I talked about in London in 2008, 2009, but wasn't the right time for us to do it. But I'm I'm a member of a cargo bike sharing scheme right now. Okay, tend, yeah. Tend not to use it that much because we've got an e-bike and a bobiac. So normally, when we need to carry more, we can. But it's nice to be a member of that scheme because if I've got to get something big, I've got that there. I just go and put my phone, swipe it, and I've got access. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they they are growing. Those kind of of uh, of sharing schemes are growing uh, quite a bit as well. Uh, in the Netherlands, there are several companies uh, that provide uh, these services, and uh, you know, and especially in Germany, for instance, there are a lot of of of. Uh, um, um, uh, civil initiatives for. Um, uh, cargo bike sharing yeah and actually they will have their first uh, cargo bike sharing conference in uh, in Köln in hmm, I got the date but in I, I think it's in, in in April great okay wow so really be... soon brilliant okay so it's yeah. 
So I'll look that up after we record yours, and I'll put the the link on the show notes. And anyone that can't make it this April, yeah. I'm sure it'll happen next year. Yeah, well. it's an it's an international uh, event. It, it, it's organised in Germany, but uh, there will be uh, a lot of uh, cargo bike sharing uh, uh, companies uh, be present there. Amazing. Okay, great stuff. So obviously for private use then, there's going to be quite a lot of options for people to access cargo bikes. Mm. Now, business use and commercial use is obviously a huge opportunity for cargo bikes. Anyone wants to be involved in cargo bikes. It was only about 10 years ago in the UK that the Royal Mail just stopped using bicycles yeah. completely. Unbelievable. It was, and apparently there was, <laughs> there was a new CEO that didn't like cycling. It was as simple yeah, as that. Yeah. You get, you'd get that guy that doesn't like bikes. So they just stopped it. You know, all of these great passionate bikes stopped being used. Whereas the rest of the world, as I said, was either seeing the light electric vehicles or the e-bikes being mm-hmm. used everywhere. So we've got our couriers, We've got our small businesses, you know, sandwich, press a manje, all the rest of it. And really importantly, this is something that's quite a lot on your uh, website, is about the last mile logistics as well. Yeah. Um, something we also have seen is if you've got really big workplaces, like if you imagine an airport or big, big sprawling complex, it's much easier to use cargo bikes and such rather than bands and cars. So mm. these seem to be yeah, the areas of growth. What are you seeing, Yoss, as in where the biggest growth for cargo bikes is? Uh, well, well, I think I think the, the, the biggest growth is, growth is still in, in family cargo bikes. But when you call to talk about business, um, I think, uh, well, you know, we, we have been doing a lot in, in psych logistics and logistics part, but, but the, the largest growing um, and group will be service logistics. Mm-hmm. So, you know, big and small companies that do uh, technical services like the plumber, like technicians, uh, electrotechnicians, uh, gardeners, um, uh, care, you know, like healthcare yeah. and all kinds of, of, of uh, different disciplines. And, um, well, you know, when you look at the vans in our cities, the, 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 the people that are using vans, they are potentially users of cargo bikes. Yeah. yeah. And, and the largest uh, percentage of, of, of van users are, are these services. So that's what we are working on to make these groups uh, uh, see the, the advantages of using cargo bikes. And for, for, a li- for a little bit, they also have to do it because, you know, because of congestion, because of uh, parking space or lack of car parking space, and because of uh, CO2 emissions uh, that, have, that have to be cut down. Mm-hmm. So uh, for a lot of these people, cargo bikes are a really good alternative. And um, uh, of course, a lot of these people are very used to having a van and the van has, you know, different uh, uses than just, you know, than just a vehicle. It's, it's also the place where they, you know, where they have their lunch or what, you know, where they do different kinds of work. But uh, but for a lot of them, the, the, the cargo bike is can be a, a very good alternative. Yeah, that, that's the future, guys. You're going to see your builders sat on their freight bikes outside drinking a cup of tea or coffee rather than working. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> well, you know, there will be other people with cargo bikes that have their coffee cargo bike, and they will yeah. be they will be passing <laughs> by all these people in cargo bikes that are working. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so essentially, there's always been the adventurous people who've been pioneering, you know, cargo bikes and inventing new things to do with cargo bikes. You see people you know, on Twitter saying, look, we just moved mansions and we did it all mm. like a cargo bike. And they tend to be quite imaginative people and people with a strong ecological consciousness and social consciousness often who want to show that you can, you know, live by yeah. cargo bike. Um, but imagine you're a builder or a plumber or a gardener and you're looking purely on a practical basis. How easy is it, do you think, just to walk into a store and come out with something that's going to be suitable for your business uh well of, of course it depends on what, what kind of business you have but uh, we I, I was i was uh, part of a of a research program with the, the amsterdam university of applied sciences and the, and the arnhem nijmegen university of applied sciences on on spe- specifically this this service uh, logistics and then it turns out that you know a lot of these vans they are they carry maybe uh, 600 kilos on stuff, but when you look what they really carry and what they need, then uh, you know half of it could they don't need, or or 99% of the time they don't need that. And um, so it 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 needs a different kind of thinking of what you're doing and how you're doing it, and uh, um, what. One of the things that they are working now on is 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 like uh, more like um, neighborhood hubs, where a lot of stuff that they usually have in their vans that can be stored in, you know, in different places where they can pick it up when they need it, once once in the in the several days that they really need that. Sure, sure. So, are we looking then at a infrastructure plan? by the local council, local authority, that needs to integrate quite a lot of different areas to really facilitate cargo, bike, freight, bike use, but both commercially and privately. So um, transport planning and infrastructure for safe, protected routes, for example. Um, yeah, yeah, that that that. Well, the, yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why it is why it is why we in the Netherlands are, you know using that much bikes and cargo bikes because the infrastructure is 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 there for for uh, for quite it, it's quite good in comparison with a lot of other countries and, and cities um but of course there is i mean still people sometimes think that's strange but but also in the netherlands the car is still the the dominant factor in 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 our, in our cities mm-hmm. it takes most most of the of the of the of the place the the room the space in in our cities um so that that still can be uh, changed um um yeah infrastructure of course is is very uh, important and sometimes i also think you know that that maybe we have to look at at logistics and at at service logistics more as a as a service as a public service so the so the municipalities the cities they they could have a role in in providing these these hubs, these places where people can, um, yeah, make a general use of uh, um, of, of, of of yeah where, where they can find these, uh, these 
these uh, products that they need for, for the job. Certainly. Uh, do you think some of the really major post-pandemic restructuring of cities that we're seeing, uh, Paris being the most noticeable, mm-hmm. uh, essentially this level of political will and courage, I think is going to be needed, isn't it? Because if you ban motor vehicles from the city, well, of course... <laughs> People are gonna yeah yeah yeah. A lot of people won't like that, uh, and and they they are mostly the shouting people. So yeah. <laughs> politicians, uh, yeah, used to listen to them, uh, or yeah, have the feeling that they have to listen to them. But that um, well, we had we had elections uh, yesterday actually in the Netherlands, and and uh, of course the, always the, the the traffic, the city traffic is a, is a, is a topic that it's. Uh, but when you look at you know all the inhabitants of a city, it's it's about you know more than sixty percent does not have a car. Yeah. I mean, when yeah. when you count also like the children, the older people, people with disabilities that don't have an, an own car, and 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 from the other hand, more than sixty percent of the space is is used by cars. Mm-hmm. So that's always quite a strange. Um, 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 uh, there, there is no no balance actually, and most people think that 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 is very normal that cars take the streets like they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look at at the people that are con- that are involved in, in in traffic by cars or by bike, then then the balance is not there. And and I think there is something that we have to make more clear that we want city of people for people and not for for vehicles. Yeah, certainly. And it, it has been interesting in London in the last couple of years because there's been really major steps forward with low traffic neighborhoods and real car-free areas being created. But there's also been, as you said, the kind of shouty minority of people pushing against it and getting these LTNs removed when they were bringing so much benefit. And it's kind of a world, mm. world turned upside down. People saying that cycling causes pollution and crazy nonsense but you know some successful pushback there yeah yeah. so we'll get into the the freight bike festival soon because that sounds really awesome and exciting but i wanted to relate what we're talking about to the industry to the people listening who maybe own bike shops or have bike businesses um what do you think the best opportunities are for anyone that's listening to this now thinking hey Shall I get into this freight bike world? Do you think servicing the freight bikes, which is quite a skilled thing, is something mm-hmm. you can get into, selling them, leasing them? What are your feelings? Oh, wow, that, that's quite, quite, quite a question. I don't know. It's, you know, you need it all. I mean, you need, you need good shops where, where uh, the bikes are, can, be, uh, um, can be bought. Uh, yeah, but, but I think the servicing is, is, is really important for for family bikes and also for for freight bikes for for companies mm-hmm. um because actually it's it, it's still a very young industry and in young industries there's always things there are, there are a lot of new developments so you need a lot of skilled people that that know how to deal with these new developments and and also you know there is there is still um yeah the, the the servicing is very important because things break down and uh, when you use them and especially when yeah well when 
cargo bikes before were mainly made for carrying some kids and and now we are really uh, loading them with much heavier stuff and also using them much more hours a day than uh, than we used to so um that, that that's definitely something that uh, that has to be uh, dealt with uh, so when when you want make when i have to make a choice i would say servicing yeah yeah certainly i don't know if you saw those on twitter um about a week or so ago as we record there was a story that really blew up and it was a a guy who has a cargo bike for his family and cycles his kids around and it was a rainy day in england wherever they were and they got a rear wheel puncture and there's just a photo of him and his family just sat there in the rain Hmm. Uh, I, I think I missed that one, but <laughs> uh, uh, and it was just like that he was just saying, "What do we do?" You know, this is a bike with hub gears, hub brakes. You know, full chain mm-hmm. race. Uh, it's not something he could fix, and he's got his little kids there. They're starting to cry and complain, and it blew up on Twitter because someone come in and said, "Oh, you're not a proper." Oh yeah, yeah, and then pedal me, pick them up, right? Yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but of course. It, you know, it's something I've been saying for a while that isn't it mental that you can buy, say, a 10 grand specialized race bike with intelligent wireless electronic gears, the most amazing carbon fiber technology, and you can still get a bloody flat. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it, and, <laughs> and it's the same with these freight bikes. It's a considerable investment. Yeah. And it's quite unusual to get a flat tire on a car these days. I mean, I know it can happen. Um, bit mm. bit mental. Most modern cars don't have a spare wheel anymore. I don't know what that's about. But essentially, um, I think with freight bikes, we really, really need to look at people not getting stranded. You know, mm. so some sort of airless tires because they're not performance machines, are they? You know, so mm. either yeah. that or just make. You know, there are some companies that uh, that are working on that as well. Uh, quite quite recently, Michelin. Um, they they launched a uh, a tire without uh, well you know without air yeah yeah and and there are more um, but but from the other hand you know a a a, a regular tire it, it has more function than just rolling you know it's, yeah. it's, it's also the um, yeah there are a lot of uh, things it's very difficult to make a a a wheel or a a tire that is that is like like a, a air tire and 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 have the same rolling capacity and and, and things like that so that's, oh it's say so yeah but but, uh, just... but i agree you know it should be much easier to 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 change a a tire as well when when it when it when you have a flat or something like that and of course but but that's that's also as i said it's it's still a very young 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 industry mm-hmm. And these things will, uh, I'm, I'm quite sure that within uh, within five years or uh, th- these things will not be an issue anymore. Yeah. Well, great stuff. Well, let's get into the really cool stuff then at the International Cargo Bike Festival. What's it about? Yeah. When does it happen? Um, well, this year it will happen uh, 27th to 29th of October. Mm-hmm. And we are joining with uh, the world of e-mobility. So that's a uh, big event in uh, ha- Expo Haarlemmermeer, which is uh, very close to to Amsterdam, very close to the Schiphol Airport and, and Schiphol train station. And um, and and World of E-Mobility is a uh, is, is is a large fair on on electric mobility in in general. Mm-hmm. So there will be uh, there will be cars, there will be bikes, there will be 
uh, trucks, um, all all kinds of, of, of things on electricity. Also, like um, construction construction uh, vehicles or construction uh, um, um, tools and things like that. Uh, electric. Uh, and also the cargo bike festival. We um, we haven't been able to organize the cargo bike festi- festival as a as, as a phys- physical event for for two years mm-hmm. because of uh, COVID nineteen, of course. And uh, yeah, we are really excited and really happy to uh, to join uh, World of Immobility. And I also, you know, I, I feel in, in, in the market in the in the, in the community that uh, that people are getting excited about it as well. And. Uh, uh, yeah, we are look, really looking forward to it uh, to come together again, and we also will have a uh, a conference on the twenty seventh. And uh, I mean, it's in, in October, because uh, there is something of a program already, but I, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I I'm not going to tell you yet <laughs> <laughs> because it's uh, yeah, it's still it's still a long time, but right. it's it's going to be good cool. and. Um, well, we will have we have people from from Canada already, from Brazil, from uh, from Latvia, mm-hmm. and uh, well, from Europe, of course. Yeah, brilliant. And it looks like you've got quite a broad church of people and organisations involved. So, you know, you've got the the cycling advocacy groups, Dutch Cycling Embassy. Mm-hmm. European Cycle Logistics Federation, World of E-Mobility, Cycling Without Age. So lots of um, groups there. Then we've got yeah. the, the industry, Cycling Industries Europe. We've got our, our friends, New Motion Labs, who've been on the Cycle Systems Academy. Yeah, yeah. So the, there seems to be a lot of techie stuff there, which I could get into. Um, the, the political world and, of course, the manufacturers as well. So it looks like something for everyone. Yeah, yeah, that that's really what we what we want to do. We want to bring together all the people that are involved in uh, in, in in one way or the other with uh, with cargo bikes and with policy and with uh, the mechanics and the engineering and uh, but also simply the users. Yeah, and um, um, yeah, I mean the last ten years uh, that, that that group is really growing and. Uh, yeah, and, and almost every day I get emails from from companies that I don't even know that 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 are getting involved in the cargo bike world. So that wow. that's really exciting and that's wow. really nice. And 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 you know, like I said before, like like Michelin is developing tires for. Uh, but there are more companies that are now. First, you had cargo bike manufacturers, and now a lot of other kind of companies they are uh, they are making special components for cargo bikes mm-hmm. in all you know in all aspects and that that's that's really exciting and then that that'll make the cargo bike world much more uh, professional as well yeah and obviously you know my background is in bike mechanics and i run a bike mechanic training mm-hmm. school both online and in the uk and i'm really interested in the mechanical training you know for the for this because obviously if you've got a bike with a bosch motor then bosch have got their own dealer training if you've got about a bike with an nvilio hub well nvilio have incredible uh, dealer support and training in fact they're going to be partnering with us at cycle systems academy but there seems to be a lot of specialist tech which is really just expecting good mechanics to be able to surf it and figure it out and while some people can 
I would expect at some point some sort of formalized recognized qualifications in um, a freight bike, cargo bike technology that's actually supported by the industry could be something that's really not only valuable but necessary. Yes, of course, the, the, but but as I well, I, I think that has to do with with that is a, quite quite a new quite a new industry and and uh, well, I think you know really good bike mechanics they 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 can handle uh, cargo bikes uh, as well. Yeah. And of course, there are coming uh, specialized uh, companies for cargo bikes as well. We, uh, well, in the Netherlands, there is Get uh, Bike Services. They are a, a mobile uh, servicing company for, uh, and they 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 really they really specialize in, in, in servicing cargo bikes as well. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and and more companies like that uh, will uh, will arise uh, when it. Uh, but you need you need a certain volume to make it. To make it worth really, you know, uh, making these 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 um, uh, um, getting enough mechanics to to uh, to do that. Yes, yeah, certainly. And from our experience of doing it in London, because we used to do quite a lot of um, servicing for companies, and uh, you know, bikes like the Pretamonje sandwich delivery bikes, you can imagine they just get absolutely smashed and trashed mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. you, you've got to be able to work quickly and efficiently and well with something that's been unloved you know to put it mildly and it was quite interesting because the the companies would often say oh well we also use these vehicles for delivery can you service these vehicles and they were very much more at the lev end and i would have mm-hmm. really good bike mechanics london bike mechanics and sean I don't know where to start on this. It's just an electric motorbike, and yeah. <laughs> there's not many transferable skills for sure. But uh, but for instance, also um, uh, what we see is that that people get instructions to how to ride a cargo bike, and also that that um, that helps for uh, so um, the bikes don't get smashed that heavily as before. You know, so that 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 are also things that will that will help when. Uh, when more companies um, give the proper instructions instructions to their riders, mm-hmm. then 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 also the bikes will uh, uh, will stay uh, in good shape for a longer time. Yeah, certainly. So, from what you're seeing then with people approaching you for the cargo bike festival, do you think overall? Uh, I know it's difficult to speak internationally, but overall, is there willingness from people? you know, um, within local government, um, other people like fleet managers and such um, interested in last mile logistics. Do you think there's a general move towards encouraging cargo bike use, especially with environmental consciousness becoming quite honestly, quite mainstream? Yeah, I, yeah, I see a lot of, of, of hope giving uh, uh, um, developments. Um, uh, and and I think you know a lot of people just realize that it's that it's not only for the environment, but it's also economically uh, um, interesting to to use cargo bikes. And 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 of course for most com- for for businesses that's that's a uh, that's the predominant factor, whether it's uh, uh, economically uh, interesting to 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 invest in uh, in using cargo bikes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, uh, um, I think, yeah, 
that that's probably the most interesting uh, most important thing and and we we see more and more big companies that are really uh, looking at the, at the cargo bikes and then that that's for 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 one thing that is because they see that the bike messengers that that started like 15 20 years ago mm-hmm. they become really um grown up companies you could say yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 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 they are doing well and they they uh, they, they they really uh, have a uh, yeah they, they're growing and, and 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 doing a lot of stuff so when they can do it then the the, the more traditional uh freight companies freight companies have to 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 use them as well yeah certainly and again that's something i'm seeing you know across europe as well well yeah. guys if you're interested in the international cargo bike festival it's simply cargobikefestival.com um yos where can people find you on the internet well they can find me at cargobikefestival.com but i have i, I also have feedsteenston.nl yep which is um well that that's that's the, the my 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 main company let's say and um and of course also on linkedin and uh, social media on twitter and uh, there i'm active great stuff okay well what we'll do guys is we'll put um yossi's social media profiles and websites on the show notes so you can get involved in the discussion fire anything over maybe you know just cool pictures of you you on freight bikes i've seen all sorts of great uses for freight bikes over the years i think my favorite because i love music was at the bicycle film festival one year there was a film about a whole band traveling with freight bikes and they were on tour i think it was in the u.s and they did mm. this whole tour like electric <laughs> yeah 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 well yeah there are there are quite some some interesting uh, uh cargo bike uh, films uh, already so uh yeah that's um did you did you see mother load as well i haven't no no by by list scanning that, that that's really interesting one uh, and uh yeah, I mean, there are, there are lots of interesting <laughs> okay, developments now. And uh, so that's uh, maybe uh, I, I would like to, to say uh, you mentioned my, my website, Fietsdienst.nl. I, I have a list. It's, it's in Dutch, but uh, there is a listing of, of um, well, not all, but uh, more than 200 uh, companies in, in more than 40 cities in the Netherlands where uh, uh, businesses are uh, listed that, that do use cargo bikes. And I think that uh, that can uh, serve as a uh, as an inspiration for people to see what's already you know what's what's already been done with with cargo bikes. And mm-hmm. there's a whole range of 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 cargo bike of, of companies that use cargo bikes. And, and that's um, um, yeah, simply good to see. And it's uh, it's on my website. It's in the links. Yep. And remember, remember guys, itlestranslate.com is your friend if you want to translate from Dutch into whichever language you want to read in. Yeah, of course, that's always possible. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, Jos, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for your time and your insight. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. And it was uh, was a pleasure to to talk with you. And uh, yeah, let's hope that the the cargo bike community will keep on growing. Absolutely. So keep on um, tuned in to Cycling Industry News, guys, both on Facebook and on the main magazine. Uh, get in touch with Yoss on social media if you're interested. And we'll see you next month for another podcast. Bye.